Hi, welcome to Get in the Herd. I'm your host, Alex Bond. This is a podcast about recovery sponsored by the McShin Foundation because it's done inside the McShin Foundation. I'm here with Brandon Blackburn and Courtney Harris. How are y'all doing? Good. Very well. Awesome. Um, Courtney, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, hi, my name is Courtney and I'm an addict. Um, I've been at the McShin Foundation for almost three months now. Um, I don't know. What do you want me to say? Cool. That's yeah. whatever you want to say. <laughs> Brandon Blackburn. Um, I've been here just uh, just under 30 days and thoroughly enjoying it, Alex. Well, we're happy to have you guys. Um, what we like doing on uh, some of these midday podcasts is maybe like a participant check-in. So um, Courtney and Brandon here are both participants here at McShin. Um, I think you've been here for 90 days, right? Mm -hmm. Brandon, you're coming on a, a month. Yeah. Um, what I kind of wanted to ask as just an open question is where you've seen yourself progress in those 30 and 90 days versus when you came in. Go for it, Wow. Oh, this is a good one. Alex, uh, I would say personally seen a progression um, through me. Uh, this first week, I'll tell you what, just about a month ago, coming up on June 13th is when I started here. And it was it was drastic. The change has been monumental, if I if I will. The uh, my first week I was such a wreck that like I I just was shaking. I didn't want to sit still. I was reckless. I uh I I went through a bunch of different things with the McShin and they got me the right place they got me a psychiatrist they got me counseling they got me with you they got me with the the counselors it was it was just the right timing for me it was it, they helped me through detox they helped me through uh, the mat i mean like they, they the whole program was so comprehensive and so um so well put together that i just I, i've thrived through it i think and right now i'm just i'm a new person i can sit still in a podcast i don't have to <laughs> <laughs> like this, you know what i'm saying i'm just like i'm just i'm vibing so Thanks for asking. That's awesome. Uh, Courtney, how did you feel when you got here specifically? Oh my God, I was a wreck when I first got here. Um, I came here shortly after my best friend had passed away that um, used to come here. And so um, I cried every day when I first mm -hmm. got here. I, I couldn't hold a conversation. Um, I didn't want to be around people. And um, and physically also, like I came here like 100 pounds soaking wet and I've gained, you know, like I, I look so much better now and I mm -hmm. feel so much better. I want to be around people again. And, um, and it's really brought me out of my shell once again. Good. Well, um, what, what where, where do you see yourself now then? So, so. Do you see? I've always known you as a decently outgoing person. Is not is that not how it it was, or was that kind of for show, or um, what? What 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 do you no, mean by that? Um, I think that maybe a little bit was for show. I don't remember really acting outgoing when I first got here, though. But um, I tried, you know, and I think that's what uh, Mitchin helped me with. Is like um, it was giving me the opportunity to um try to communicate with people and like go out and have fun and things like that instead of just sitting in the house because mm -hmm. that isolation is yeah. the absolute like death of you yeah and that's not even a metaphor that's no. a very like literal no. literal thing that i've seen people have to um deal with and experience the um, breaking part so how important is that communication brandon i mean it, it, is it a two-way street what what do you think about that yeah um I've had some of the best uh, just experiences with uh, some of, uh, I, I'll give a shout out to Diana and Moses here who've uh, been really incredible counselors to me this whole time. I mean, their, their therapy alone is so instrumental to my recovery. Like mm -hmm. I just got, I, I benefit from group sessions a lot, but really there's something about a one-on-one -on -one with the right person that just really takes the cake. You know, um, the group sessions have been really instrumental too, though, because like I get to hear sharing experiences through whatever pathway, uh, NA, AA, Smart Recovery, Celebrate, you know, that there's has in store. I get to see the experiences of people. I get to see their stories and I bond with them pretty well, you know, if you will. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you said keep it PG, buddy. That's <laughs> yeah, about as PG as it's going to get. Um, so, Courtney, were you in the program house? Were you at Del Rose at any no, point? No. So, what's 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 the housing experience like? So, do you have to, you know, go out to work? I mean, what prevents you from just sitting in bed all day? Um, well, I work, but um, 
but when I first got here, I wasn't working and, um, no, I wasn't in a program house, but I still tried my best to come up here and do groups because, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's open for people, not just in the program houses. So, um, I knew that sitting in the house all day was not good for me. And I knew that I probably needed every group that they have to offer here. And I, I tried to take advantage of that and, and come up as much as I could. Yeah. Cause what I've seen is regardless of what, you know, house you're in, whether it's program or step up is that the community in that house has a tendency to lift each other up more right. than tear people down. And I mean, I, I've, I've seen that with um, a lot of the women in, in your house helping mm -hmm. you out, and, right. and whether it's just saying, hey, I'm here when you need to talk or keep up the good work or, you know, calling people out on their shit. Honestly. <laughs> um, what, what do you think about that accountability piece, Brandon? I know I, 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 I can be Ooh. personally kind of hard on you at times. You know what? I'm going to recall a story uh, where Mr. Bond here, he set up a class right here. And because that's what they do. You run, you run some meetings. You're a nice facilitator. You did almost like NCAA style bracket. And I, when you say accountability, I just think of accountability versus responsibility you did on the bracket. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, no. Right. I was like, the spiritual principle for responsibility has got to be more than accountability. I mean, back and forth. So, like, it's fun. We keep it lively. We have fun, you know. But, like, accountability to me, when I think about that, and the reason I put accountability and responsibility, a lot of times get misconstrued, if you will, mm -hmm. you know. But I think accountability really falters in, like, I don't know, uh, stuff like accountability is just, like, with, with the law, with, you know. With with the police, with uh, with your with your recovery, with your addiction, accountability to your addiction is really big, you know. And that's recovery is um, is kind of the acceptance of that for first step, accepting that you are and you have a void that you need to fill. Mm -hmm. And then accountability is is reaching to the higher power to fill that void. It's kind of what yeah, um, it's kind of admitting that powerlessness. I'm I'm unmanageable, mm -hmm. and it's saying you know something out there is holding me accountable. And then you actually have people in your lives that do that too at the same time. Yeah, I, I like the accountability piece, but maybe that I'm I'm a sadist no. of some sort. No, no, I do too. And I don't want to just I'm not pushing like you know religion on it. I'm just like I'm gonna say just higher power. A lot of times people have said yourself. You know, what I'm saying like the belief in yourself. You know, and and just like fill the void with what's gonna make you a better person. You know, mm -hmm. you know, every, yeah. every day. You know, and you can have for something. It's one day at a time, right? One day at a time. We can look forward to one thing at a time every day, right? And so some people fill that that void with God, the God piece, or, mm -hmm. uh, which is which is healthy. And then other times it can be filled with, you know, bad habits, whether it be no gambling or you know maybe overeating or sex or whatever is not substance use. Um, Courtney, how do you fill fill that void? Is it is it with that higher power piece, or or is it something um, else that might be healthier? You were talking about before we got on, like hiking, hiking, something that you exploring. enjoy. Exploring, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that like I, I fill it with the um, God piece or the higher power piece yet. Like I, I I'm exploring, but it, it's not there yet. You know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I I I fill it with like doing positive things. I, I discover that I like being outside and I like exploring and like finding, you know, this city is beautiful, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. from here. And so I've never Oh really. No, <laughs> 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 I'm from North Carolina. <laughs> um, but but from not being here and and coming to a new city and there's it's so beautiful and I'm like kinda um, I'm feeling my time with that a lot lately. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and you get fun. to explore it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. like a great place to just kind of dance around and figure out who you really are right. too without the, having those substances attached. Did you did you guys have a problem with, with losing that identity and oh. using and everything like that? I was going to chime in. I do too like hiking and biking. And in a new city too, it's just like it's, it's the best. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You find trails, you know, just to just explore down. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, but um, and sorry, what was your last question? <laughs> uh, I was I was just wondering, like the, something that I I it took me a while, even in recovery, was separating the, you know, bartender Alex, life of the party Alex, from who I actually am as a personality and as as oh. like my character at the same time. Do you do you have a hard time with that, or um, is that easy to distinguish or is that maybe still part of your identity is this um, the kind of like the user in us because well, i think um, it's one of those reasons that we say hey i'm alex i'm an addict yeah i don't like to put 
it's hard to it's hard af if you will to put any kind of uh <laughs> um designation to a person mm -hmm. if you will like a title like one word or whatever bartender alex whatever don't go by profession or attitude or feelings anything you know what i'm saying i do i do real estate but i'm not real to brandon you know what i'm saying like i just i would rather just never be designed by addiction or um i just want to i just i just want to be I just want an impact on this world when, I, when I'm all said and done. A really positive impact, leave an imprint, you know? I think I had a saying once growing up that I was just like, I kind of tried to model some other, like, probably a Gandhi quote or something, you know what I'm saying? And I said, make the world your dartboard that you can impact rather than the asphalt you walk on. Huh, I like it. You like that? That's cool. Look yeah. at you, man. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling out fake Gandhi quotes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, um, Courtney, do you have, do you have a problem with maybe some of the judgment that comes in in recovery? I I do. That's um, why I asked. I always like kind of hearing other people's perspective on. I think I used to, but um, I feel like I am so beat up now from like you know using and like that. I don't even care at this point. You know what I mean? Like um. I don't care what people are, you know, the judgment of being an addict. I because I am one, so mm -hmm. I I just do what I'm supposed to do, you know, and I do what I I need to at this point. And if I allow people's judgment to like affect me, then it could lead me back out. So what are some of those things that you that that you focus on since you have all that extra extra time to not worry about what other people think? What do you, what do you? Spend oh, I doing? worry about what people think. Okay. Okay. No. Okay, no. So no. That's no. <laughs> don't get it misconstrued yeah yeah i that is something i'm working on but i definitely do but but i know how to handle it better than like let's say like a year just a year ago you know sure that makes a lot of sense yeah. um what was the question <laughs> so what what what, the, what those things that you focus on to better yourself in in recovery instead uh, of wor worrying about judgments and sh and stuff like that i worry about my intentions you know mm. um i worry about doing step work and like uh, calling my sponsor that my responsibilities at my house like I right now other than my job I my focus is on this you know um, and the positives that's awesome fantastic and uh, we were we were talking Brandon about um, that that focus mm -hmm. that yeah. that put in recovery first type Squirrel. of thing that's a that's a no that's a that's a that's a hard piece that I I deal with honestly is is like you know putting recovery above everything else i i can you know walk the walk but don't always talk the talk and vice versa so how is it you know having to make that complete redirection and pretty much be told or not told but decide for yourself <clears throat> i have to change my entire life oh my gosh especially uh, within life since you're still like discipline, a newcomer discipline yeah okay just all about discipline i mean like i came in here i'm not the most thanks stay strong you too ashley uh i'm not the most disciplined person out there but <laughs> i came in this program wanting to make a change so you know it takes discipline to make a change you know like i the rules are here for a reason i mean like i don't want to impound on that but i mean they they're there the reason if you don't have a job you come to a group or you don't just waste your day away is what is what is wasting your day away what are you what are you thinking what are your feelings going towards a lot of times drugs you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Wanting to use, you know? And if you stay occupied, if you discipline yourself on a daily basis, you don't have that temptation as much, right? Yeah, you don't have that time to, you know, escape in those glorified war stories and fantasies because you're too busy working on the task at hand. Yeah. This is how I say it personally. Um, what do you do for work, Courtney? Uh, I work in dialysis. I'm a dialysis technician. That is so awesome. So Thank cool. you. See, Brandon and I can't go back to our jobs at the service industry. <laughs> so, that's so just, that's just we've had to find new avenues. Life. Did you do that before before yes. you came in? So that is quite fortunate, uh, Brandon. Now you work as a realtor, which mm -hmm. is but right before you came into recovery, something that you did, which is you know I've been doing it for four years. As a shout out, you know, I'm just saying. I'm 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 just saying that there are certain careers and places and things and people that we can't go back to because we're making these foundational changes yes. in our life what are, are what are some of those things and do they scare you like those those people that that they talk about have you had to alienate some people courtney oh yeah 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 most definitely how do you do that you do you do to. that just like by completely cutting them off yeah. Or, or yeah because if i leave room to like if i don't just cut them off and if i uh, talk to them 
sometime, like eventually, like that saying, um, you keep going to the barbershop, you'll eventually get your hair cut. You know? yeah. like oh. I, I'm a true believer now of that because of mistakes I've made in the past. Brandon, what about you, man? Because because y'all are both from out of town or uh, even yeah. out of state. So I imagine maybe that anxiety of going back home, mm. how do we deal with that? It's about to happen for me. So uh, I'm just... Uh, I'm keeping it brief for first of all, you know, you know that. Um, so just to just eliminate some anything, you know, like that. But I mean, at the same time, like I'm a little different. I don't need to cut off as many people to uh, to really benefit from that. Just just the select few. So I'm not really losing out too much in mm -hmm. that regard. And I like that a lot, you know. Yeah, I mean that that really just cut out the plug. You good? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I I would say that any person that That's leads up to it things. at the same time, um, you know, there are plenty of I I have not deleted contacts out of my phone since I was probably in I don't know I probably got this when I was in like ninth grade. Oh, really? And cutting those like actually conscientiously cutting those people off before mm. they can hit you up or call you or anything like that. Ooh, I would love to see your breakup text. <laughs> Who, mine? Yeah, to your friends. I'm sorry, this isn't working anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> I do it over face like an adult. Oh, yeah. Face-to-face yeah. <laughs> face like you an adult. Up, you go meet up and then say, I'm sorry, you're too much of a degenerate for me to talk to anymore. Yes, yeah. that's exactly how I High do five, it. Five, I say, I say, let's meet up and then say, you're a terrible human. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not in the that's slightest. Grand, Todd's over here giggling. giggling. Um, uh, so what, what else are we doing? So... Um, 90 days, 30 days. Um, what sort of program do you work? Courtney. NA? Same. Is that what you're asking? Okay. Yeah. 12 step, 12 yeah. step, 12 fellowship. Step, NA. Yeah. Um, that's just what I was, uh, thanks Benjamin Kramer. What I was, what I was asking, because, um, one thing that I hear in both of y'all that, you know, is a part of the program, maybe not specifically 12 step, but is that hiking health and wellness, mindfulness, um, peace. What what else is that mindfulness? We were talking about that, Ooh, Brandon. What, okay. what, what, is that, can I, what does that mean can I for you? Can I again? Excuse me while I put this out. I put it on a napkin, too. Check this out. Brandon's said, just covered in quotes today. Yeah. I said, the you more mindful you are, the more accepting you are to receive wisdom from a higher power. What do you think about mindfulness? I think it's beautiful. I can't nice. believe you came up with that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm quotable today. You uh, are. Um, mindfulness is very important in my life. Um, at first, most people see me like with the energy or whatever, blah, off the walls, whatever. They think that I probably can't sit still enough to meditate. But I can't. I really can't. And But uh, mindfulness is a lot more than just meditation. What I mean is being so much in the moment like right here in this podcast mm -hmm. like, and taking everything in because this is a new experience to me and i'm having a blast by the way and thank you for having me on but thank you so um mindfulness means the whole surrounding the headphones the 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 um the speakers courtney alex todd everything right here and knowing what's going on and just feeling in that moment you know that self-awareness is so powerful because um it's one day at a time, but it's also like one nanosecond at a time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That we make decisions that we, that where are you going to do your hands? Are you nervous right here in a podcast? What you're looking at, what your eyes are, like what Courtney's doing? I don't know what to do with my hands. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Anyways, but I love mindfulness because of that, that reason alone. So yes. Yeah. I always like enjoyed how some people are observant. I like the idea of observancy knowing mm. your surroundings and then i came into recovery and found out that the word for that is mindfulness and i was like wow hmm. that's pretty cool the things that i like can already translate in in recovery yeah. um oh yeah mindfulness includes so much more than just observance to me you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. that's just a part of it just observing right here it's just like i think there's like the, the physical world and then the metaphysical world mm -hmm. if you will i don't want to get this isn't a podcast on like uh <laughs> science right here but it's like a nine no but i mean um it's vibes it's energies that we feel it's um emotions like uh when so when you're sharing during na you know what i'm saying and and you feel and you feel somebody's story and you feel their 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 struggle and you feel their emotions or whatever and then let's say they just get a little emotional themselves you know a little tear from the eye you know and then you feel that and you're empathetic with them and then you start crying there's nothing physical about that that's metaphysical that's that's literally like emotions and energies like 
you know, causing you yeah. to feel their, feel their struggle, feel their pain. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I love that about the program. It's, um, the 12 stuff is just amazing to hear stories of what you've been through and just vibing with people, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that, that, that mindfulness being in the present is, mm -hmm. is very key too, because, you know, there are plenty of resentments that keep me in the past. Um, but how do we focus on staying in the present? Because, you know, there's that future piece where which keeps me fearful and then the past that keeps me resentful. Um, how do you kind of try to stay in the present, Courtney? Mm, um, I don't know how to answer that right now. That's something that I'm working on. So that's I can't, an honest answer. Yeah. That's a good answer because, um, you know, for me personally, it's just a lot of like, I can't control it. Mm -hmm. Faith a little bit. Um, I think that mindfulness, uh, being in the present, but also maybe not worrying too much. Um, the anxiety, um, you know, do you have, do you have any anxieties? Like this is, this is a kind of anxious inducing thing, even for me, who's done it a few times now. It's, it's just fun. It, yeah. I think it, I think it's fun, but anxiety is how do you, how do you cope energy. with those anxieties without using? What do you, what do you do instead? You got to get it out. Anxiety is unused energy. You gotta, gotta get it out. Go for a run, go for a bike ride, go for a hike. You know what I'm saying? If you can't do that and you have to sit still or whatever, shake your leg. You know what I'm saying? We all have, I mean, like literally, I mean, you should see the amount of people I see shaking their legs like in an NA meeting. You know what I'm saying? It's just like sometimes I get anxieties with like a large group of people. You know what I'm saying? Like 60, 70, 80 people have been coming to our NA meetings, you know? Thursday, yeah. Friday, you know, like I'm no joke, you know, I'm not just like saying that from nowhere. Like I just, I have a good count of people and like, that's really, and so when that big group of people comes, I usually make it to the first part or whatever, but I got a lot of anxiety right there. So I literally stand up and I take a walk around the group, you know, and I don't recommend that to everybody. You know, a lot of people are just socially conscious as it is right there and mm -hmm. I'll embarrass them anyways, but I need to get up and walk. And that's an, that's an appropriate coping mechanism. I'm, I try to do it in a time where I'm not, not somebody's in the but middle of sharing. Over it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I try to respect who's sharing, you know, but like that, that kind of anxiety happens to me on a daily basis with like large groups, you know, mm -hmm. I, I bet there's a lot of people out there that can identify with that too. Todd, I can't read that question. It's so small. All right. Now I can barely read it anyway. It says, please delete. Yeah, if it's not an appropriate like question, question, please let me know. Ooh, can I please answer first? A few days ago. All right. So when marijuana oh. laws changed a few days ago, does it make you feel differently about your commitment to, or challenge? Maybe, maybe the same difference is alcohol abuse. You want to go first? Um, well, me, me personally, I have marijuana charges. It, it makes me think, wow, I could have had my license that whole time instead of, I mean, other people are in jail because of that, mm -hmm. that, that sort of stuff. But, you know, at the same time, it makes me think more positive, positively about it. Maybe it can be used as a safe coping, um, you know, MAT. Yep. If yep. smoking weed, mm -hmm. you know, smoking cannabis makes you not shoot dope or smoke crack yes. or do meth, yes, yes, yes. more power to you. Mm -hmm. And that is for individual people to determine in their program, not me. Right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Cannabis in your program is, is in, like, you have to administer the rules of the program, mm -hmm. obviously. But uh, progressive, like, this, this is the kind of program, program that I think is progressive. You know what I'm saying? I have progressive thoughts towards marijuana. In general so there's a disparity first of all one of the biggest things about marijuana changes is disparity in the racial um vision oh, that actually yeah. happens with that too so there's there's always been that over time so that getting that working progressively towards that will be an ideal thing as well but also in my life personally um I've had experience with this, you know, plenty in my life you know I won't go back to like I won't go back to war stories if you will you yeah know what I'm saying but like me to me, weed was never a war story anyways. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have any experiences where I did the crazy thing. You know what I'm saying? I never ended up like, the most I ever did is ate too much food. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the, um, 
but the I don't want to harp on it too long, but yeah, if it, it's it's got to be part of the program, and you don't want that to be a distraction though, because if like you're just if you're not really using it medicinally and actually just like you're just using the good high, you're not going to focus on your recovery. Mm-hmm. Though, you know what I'm saying? It it like it needs a medicinal purpose in your life, but if it helps you, obviously not shoot, not do do the more things, but what what is the purpose of it? Because it can definitely be abused. I'm not going to ever say. Yeah, and not, I think that you know? was kind of like the root question was what's the capability of it being abused is that something like what do you think courtney do you think it's it can still be you know misused i personally do Mm -hmm. um like i know from me personally like i i won't be smoking weed and i act like i when i smoke crack like i'll be peeping out windows (laughs) (laughs) so like i personally won't be smoking weed (laughs) but i think like what you said if it if it helps someone to not shoot dope or smoke crack or whatever you know like then do it, you know, but, um, I think your intentions are what's important and, and how you're using it. Intentions. That's a great word for it because, you know, in my opinion, it is way less harmful than booze. And that has been, uh, the backbone of American economy practically since it's, um, inception. Yeah. And, you know, Thanks, Nancy, for answering the question, too, by the way. Yeah, that was a great question. And and, Please keep those questions coming. And (laughs) again, I just think that if it helps you, more power to you. And that is for you to determine. Of course, an addict, different addicts are going to use it and abuse it because I'll, whether it's substances or not, I'll use and abuse stuff anyway right so that's just our natural inclination to use stuff for instant gratification to make ooh, us feel less ooh. lonely oh hit the spot hit the heart alley <laughs> yeah it is though You're yeah right. i mean yeah. Wh- wh- whether it's weed or not but i think it is weed a, can weed for certain people it is a probably still, myself included i'm not yeah. exactly gonna i'm i'm the jury's still out i'm not gonna say i'm gonna go get a medical card tomorrow but it could it's still a from- mood altering substance exactly like if you go get high and then you want to go to an aa meeting or something i mean like are, how much are you going to pay attention are you going to think about munchies the whole time yeah <laughs> no and that's <laughs> why that's why the actual like cbd makes more sense than than just yeah. smoking thc cannabis. THC maybe yeah 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 uh, do you guys it's a calming effect, you know, and that's what medicine medicine's all about is about dosage It's about getting it right. You know what I'm saying? And so medical cards literally have existed in Virginia for two years, actually, you know, really? 2019 and 2020. Yep. So what's the difference now? The difference now is decriminalized. So you're going to up to an ounce and get charged twenty five dollars. Well, I thought that they, that they legalized the, the medicinal aspect, too. Like no, now they can be dispensaries was, or something like that. No, that was twenty nineteen. Well, that's that's how that's how Pennsylvania is. Pennsylvania, you know, where I'm from up there, they have dispensaries now. Mm-hmm. If you have a medical card, you know, you obviously have to go to a doctor. You know, this is not a, just a you know, you walk in, you flop down fifty bucks, and you walk out with a you know a bill. Yeah, you know, so it's it's not like that. But I mean, obviously, there's got to be rules and regulations, which I think was the whole thought process behind the decriminalization you know legalization mm-hmm. and then take it into the medical route but yeah i mean i don't i don't know i don't know enough about virginia as far as their laws with it but i, yeah, know, like, I, I thought i read that it was dispensaries oh yeah so they're, yeah they're already there there's five i believe that got the the okay in virginia that are good <laughs> to go and so once that once i mean the laws change right there but like once the uh structure is more in place it's going to be and richmond's one of the cities obviously big one of the biggest cities in so do you think it would it would you know create an avenue for more people to respect mat yes in general yes or, or do you think that more people to. it could do the exact opposite effect and say oh you're not using it for its proper usage i mean do you guys use mat no no i've been on the taper okay uh, since i've been here so yes what are your thoughts on it in, in general it can you can be completely it, it can be harmful it can be helpful it's like uh it's up to you it's up to your program Okay. I I was on uh, maintenance for almost two years, and the the way I feel about it is like I was a productive member of society on it. I held a job. I didn't shoot dope. You know, Um, I did the best. You know, I I think I did pretty well, but I was on it for two years and then just got off of it. So I went right back to using. I personally think that like it could save people's lives mm-hmm. and harm reduction is huge, I think. Yeah. But um but like eventually like there's you know, 
there's well, something that should be done. Well, and like for me, you know, my my background is all alcohol, so mm. there is no MAT for that except for non-alcoholic beer. Right. You know, so <laughs> they say you know, the Vivitrol. And, and my mm. my thing was, you know, well, yeah, I mean, there's Vivitrol, but mm. I'm just, you know, for it, my mindset of where I was, I was like, it's either no. I'm drinking or not, or I'm not drinking. Yeah. So really, what's the point of Doing like you know, MAT, yeah. yeah, well, and like I said, uh, yeah. you know, and abuse. Oh yeah, I mean, but for me, I'm just talking about for me personally. Sure, sure. You know, my my mindset is wired. Like I, I, it's not just have one beer responsibly. It's it's off to the races with that when I do that one beer. So I'm either I'm like I don't have, you know for me my comprehension is, is is more like okay well what's the point if I can't if I'm not getting hammered then really mm -hmm. what's the freaking what's point the in between of, you know, you know? so. You know, I well, mean, yeah, and I, I, I booze because of, of the liquid courage to deal with the, you know, hmm. I, ne I never realized that I had anxiety until I had a panic attack one day. And I was like, I'm dying. What's going on? <laughs> like, honestly, like I, I'd never experienced it. And I went to the hospital and they were like, you're completely fine. You're just having a panic attack. And I was like, oh that's God. not me. That's not who I am. And, and it like completely changed my perspective on anxiety and dealing with it. And I think that. I was also boozing because of that. And, you know, maybe cannabis can be the gateway to that almost like Ooh, only successful yeah. MAT for, for you know, alcohol. alcohol. Well, That's true. And I, and That's I think really it goes true. back to that, Damn, you know, the, that, the deficiencies part, you know, mm -hmm, so, yeah. you know, you were like, for me, I was the same way, you know, well, I can't do this unless I'm drinking. I can't do that unless I'm drinking. Oh, absolutely. Well, realistically, I didn't know who my identity was as a person. Right. So if I have to rely on a substance to get my identity, then I really don't know who the hell I am to begin with. Mm -hmm. So it's obviously the more I go into regular wired programming of how our brains are designed without the substance, then obviously I'm really finding who I am. So, yeah, I, I mean, I get where you're coming from with the, you know, I need to do this. But I think that's where the, the rewiring from using the substance tells you with addiction that you've got to do this. Yeah, because at one that. point, you, you, I'm not doing it because I feel anxious. I'm doing it because it's supposed to be what I do. Right. Like, I, it's I, a routine. Yeah, I use. Mm -hmm. That's it. Whether it's whether it's because, you know, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a bad mood. I'm, I'm I and just got a job i just lost a job i mean it's everything in between was it was that kind of like how y'all used well i truly i believe that it comes to a point where it's not it's like um not fun anymore well yeah <laughs> it's not fun anymore but like you it you, you don't um uh, it's not a choice anymore mm. oh yeah like smoking a cigarette yeah it's 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 just that you you just do it because that's who you are and what you do yeah it's just so ingrained into you were, were you kind of the same way brandon or uh, a little different i believed i could use successfully mm -hmm. if you will you know life and balance i i still i still wrestle with that part of the brain life and balance is because i there's properties of what i like that i believe actually could be part of medicine in the future you know what i'm saying it's a weird thought process to it so i was looking for something to cope with my deficiencies kind of like add style you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. so i was looking for drugs to do that and it was it, it was semi-helpful in a calming aspect it's still i'm very different physiology like uppers stimulants or whatever a lot of times have more of a calming effect on me very different mm -hmm. from a lot of people it's very true even sugar like i could drink a mountain dew and a lot of times more i'm, calm the, I'm than, the same way yeah yeah so um obviously there's a lot of drugs that are uppers out there you know what i'm saying so i try to use that as a substitute that's not mat at all that's not like medicine you know what i'm saying it's not regulated it's not there but i mean like there are replications of it in the medicinal world you see what i'm saying like cocaine Adderall is kind of like regulated cocaine, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think I think when you go down this road, though, it's a very slippery slope. It is and, super. And, yeah. So that's yeah. that's the problem with with that. It's a it, bad mindset. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's where very easily justifiable. Well, this is going to justify this because mm -hmm. it's not as bad as that. Yes. You know, and so it's a very slippery slope. Yeah, but when we're when we're ever. dealing with mental health at the same time as substance use disorder. It, it you know it can be drug seeking behavior it can also be how do i medicate myself correctly right. so again slippery slope absolutely and then there's that blurry line in the middle courtney do you deal with any other like mental health yeah um i have bipolar disorder okay and um 
I know like that's a, a self-medicating is a big one for me because I yeah. um, whenever I would try to get clean I would I would take my medicine I take my my bipolar meds like I'm supposed to and then I start feeling better so, oh, I don't need these anymore because I'm, I'm I'm fixed you know mm -hmm. and I have seen the pattern over the years that when I do that and I stop taking my medicine like I relapse after that you mm. know because it, I start self-medicating and it might not be with drugs at first but it eventually gets to that um, I've learned like I said through my patterns that my mental health um, is huge when it comes to my recovery so again I would imagine it's about that balance but do, do you how do you deal with both at the same time do you do you try to focus on them concurrently do you try to focus on whatever is more important at the moment like, like how how do we deal with so, that it's so messy so it is that's why, that's why i'm asking yeah. it's not an easy question yeah, but, but y'all are the y'all are the professionals here <laughs> that's what you say <laughs> right um i think that i think i try to do both um i i've learned also that like um um, taking my medicine or um, doing therapy or, or or something like that along with working on my recovery. I, it seems like when I work on my recovery, things seem to get better all around, you know, um, but but I still have to like um, keep up with some of it. So, so it sounds like you put recovery first and then maintain the, the mental health side of things. Yeah, that's what I, you know, personally for me. What about you, Brandon? Um, yeah, it's 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 what do they call it? Co-occurring? Yes, exactly. You know, you have to tackle both at the same time. Keep it simple. Yeah. yeah. So, so they're both equally vastly yeah. important. Oh, okay. yeah. Your addiction and your, I mean, they're both diseases. Mm -hmm. And, and the, um, both are, what is it? In the, uh, the DASM? DSM-5. DSM-5, DSM baby? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, we learn some stuff they here. Diseases, <laughs> and diseases and disorders. That's right. Addiction is right there with bipolar. So, boom. You know, I mean, like both should be treated equally. You know, you take medication for both. You take, um, you you do coping mechanisms for both. We we do we're mindful about both. You know, both need to be tackled the exact same way. And I'm I'm the same way. I'm bipolar type two person. You know, so that's why I have so much energy. I'm manic all the time. You know, I don't. <laughs> but look, for, fortunate for me, my my lows are so low, but like it's happened so infrequently. Right. And that's the difference is my right. low. I don't need to address. I need to address my high all the time. So right. Being that high is not fun all the time. It's not. Believe me, it's a, it's a wreck. I'm a free. What? <laughs> you're like, no, I'm just I'm tell me. I, I Alex, can't read. Is it fun being? This? I love dealing with you. You're Thank still you. branded to Thank me, you. man. That's, that's the thing is I don't think enough people understand that. You know, uh, sure, it's a disorder and a disease, but that doesn't mean that you're bad people or yeah. that you're broken or fixed or me, me too. I mean, like, just because I have a disease doesn't mean that I'm broken. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm still a passionate, compassionate, loving person. Sometimes, you can call me sometimes broken. we just get. I don't think we broken just get is a rammed bad up either. I think we're all broken individuals, though. You know, addiction is brokenness. You know, it's vulnerability. Little Miss, uh, what's her name? Vulnerability girl. What? The TED Talks person. Um, oh, Brene Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's what that's what um, brokenness is is vulnerability. So it's. I, mean. I think that I play the role of being broken when I'm using um, uh, to continue using, but I don't think that like in recovery that I am broken. We're all broken, bro. So I think uh, <laughs> so. So I, I guess what. Correct me if I'm wrong, Courtney. It's kind of like a rationalization of I can use because I'm broken right. and this will fix me. Right. Okay. Yeah. And you think kind of the opposite. So almost in recovery is assessing that brokenness Ooh. as vulnerability is how you kind of overcome that powerlessness. Again, yeah. different programs for different people. Different so strokes really for different folks. Yeah. Talking about these perspectives. Is that was that I, correct? Yeah. I mean, I, I can find a nice middle ground with you, right. you know. Thank, thank you. Know. Yeah, thank you know. You. Thanks for allowing it. Oh, anytime. <laughs> wait, wait. Didn't you want me to go Australian? For this podcast? <laughs> no, I don't want. I don't no. want any of that. <laughs> None of this. If you tell that joke on this podcast, no, nope, lose it. No, no. So dealing with that vulnerability can be scary. Yeah. Um, how do you do it? Do you just do it? Do you do you talk with people about it? What's kind of your process, Courtney? Yeah, I'm. I'm 
trying to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and vulnerability is is very uncomfortable for me i'm sure everyone else but um and that's something i'm still struggling with but i, I have a few people in my life that i don't mind being vulnerable with and that and and i think that like finding those people and um and them helping you through it that's what helps me um but it's very uncomfortable like just asking these questions to me right now makes me feel vulnerable mm -hmm. and yeah. i'm uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> and that's going to be yeah. everywhere for everybody yeah. to see yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank yeah, you <laughs> shout out to todd <laughs> brandon you are in my opinion, quite the opposite. I think you're okay with being, you know, on an open book. Uh, we just a little did a less boundaries, exercise. but I don't want to. I don't want to put words in your mouth. What yeah. What do you have well, to say about dealing with that vulnerability? Alex and I just had a session in uh, yeah, peer recovery, you know, counseling, and he likes to set up cards. So you know, we did this pyramid, if I will. You know, like on the see you can see it on the table. The cards at the top, you know, in mine was right here and yes artistic was perform and dance and biking and stuff like that like artistic things not biking interests yeah things Interest. that you like to do and the top of mine was perform honestly so i'm just trying to be self-admittance you know self aware if you will mm -hmm. i mean the what was it artistic side and entrepreneur um enterprising or enterprising, uh, enterprising. And, and, and and social because you're a very social, social person yeah. and i think you have a social lot of, of things inside of you that want to help people it needs to get out it, it, like <laughs> honestly though yes and um sometimes that comes off as big yeah it comes across as narcissistic i'm sure annoying or just trying to like a know-it-all philosophy mm -hmm. you know i know that but at the same time i like that's why i try to put an entertaining approach to it if i if i try to teach through humor then it always will come across a little bit better than just try to like hey i know it all and like this is my advice i have wisdom check it out here we go mm -hmm. because i'm i mean i'm 33 i uh i do have some wisdom in my life i think a little, i actually do think a lot more than a lot of 33 years out there but um i believe that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time um i can always learn from others there's mm -hmm. always something you can take away from others if you believe that you are narcissistic and you i don't like to say fool much but yeah i think it's kind of foolish if you will if you think that like you can't learn from others you the, know? The, the quote i got for you is from socrates the one thing i know is that i know nothing <sighs> Very nice. I'll and drop I, one too. Okay. If you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Damn. <laughs> damn. This this podcast was yeah. sponsored by Plato. Yeah. <laughs> Pinterest. Oh, Pinterest. <laughs> by nice. Pinterest, right? On the opposite side of this quote, we go to the Beatles say, "Everything that has been sung has been sung." You know what I'm saying? Everything that has been written. You know what I'm saying? But all you need is love. You know. <laughs> So there is there is a lot, you, dude. That actually reminds me. Do you guys have to stay away from certain like pop culture, like Ooh. movies and music, and, and like maybe Breaking like Bad or something, something that might be triggering? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, I mean, I won't watch Drugs Inc. or something like that, you know. But like movies, that doesn't bother. Me. No, I find it fascinating. That's suspension of disbelief. I love right. Drugs Inc. No, for real. Like, I mean, just like knowing. Knowing that's half the battle, I think, uh, G.I. Joe. Well, well and, and kind of the other <laughs> other side of it that I see is more of like a, um, it's not a watching, oh, that makes me want to do. It's actually when I'm listening to music, it reminds me of so like, oh, this was the song that I was using to, or, or it brings up these emotions that, that I'm, I'm afraid of and make me feel vulnerable. And, and do, do you guys have that same effect with certain maybe music or even like smells and, and senses and, I and like things music like videos that. a lot. Um, and, and just, you know, music in general, all genres I listen to. And so I would say rather than, um, it putting the song the song more goes with, um, probably like girl experiences in my life rather than, uh, drug experiences. Okay. So I think about, but sometimes that comes with her. You know what I'm saying? Like a significant other in the past or an ex and a song you remember or a song you go, you know, you're with your current person mm -hmm. and that hurt comes out or missing them and not being able to be around them right now in a program like this, that could come out and that could potentially lead to a using situation, correct? You know what I'm saying? But it's not so I don't know that domino effect. Yeah, it's a okay. domino, it's an indirect, you know. That to a relationship to the drug usage, not straight to the drug usage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, I don't. It, I don't think songs affect me when it comes to like or or anything like that when it comes to drug usage. But I know, like I do. I w- I'm like the opposite. I will listen to songs that remind me or like make mm-hmm. me feel um, an emotion because I've been numb for so long and like I've cried so much in these three months. <laughs> and some of that was like I like induced on myself, you know. But like I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with having emotions. It's it's foreign to me right now. You know, but I, you know, I've been numb for so long that I do like sit there and like listen to stuff that that brings out emotions in me because I don't want to feel like a psychopath. Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of like empowering to look at yeah. those emotions in the face and say, oh, it's OK to cry. It's OK yeah. to be afraid. It's OK to be sad and, and, and all those different things. I, I think I was working at this dude's helping this dude make a studio and I, I heard this song and it brought tears to my eyes so i listened to it like four times yeah. in a row and then by the fourth time i was just like it's so beautiful <laughs> like, it's so sad exactly I, mean, I, get, I get i get uh pinpointed on certain songs and just repeat, repeat but repeat. is that is that because of our addictive nature of almost like oh this feeling mm. i want to continue to chase this feeling mm. whatever it is Ooh. oh i don't know or, or is that, that or is it that you know Yes, I haven't had yes, these feelings, so I like kind of facing them. Or is it like, all right, oh, now it has helped I, with my. I just realized it has helped with my addiction tenfold, actually, because now I'm there putting on some music and getting that goosebumps feeling, you know, and just like vibing with it and dancing with it. Sometimes is just so powerful. That is literally that has not caused me to use. That has restrained me from using. That's that's Guaranteed. completely valid. Yeah. And, and and I can totally agree. Is is you know we do groups here. Will actually do like karaoke in about forty-five minutes because it kind of gets people yeah, out of there. Buddy. It gets people gets uncomfortable. The people going. It gets the people going. <laughs> <laughs> it gets people to be it's provocative. It gets people to be uncomfortable and vulnerable yeah. and do all these things that might right. not be in their comfort zone, but also you know putting forth that that sort of you know. I um, love it. I love it. Goosebumps walk away type yes, stuff. Yes, exactly. Do you like to dance, Courtney? I love to dance. Yeah. All right. Are you doing karaoke? It's just yeah. I think it's, I've been coming up here the last yeah. couple of weeks trying to do karaoke, but they've been canceling it. It's, yeah. it's uh, we did you, art you came instead. Two, you came two weeks ago, and we did tie dye shirts, and yeah, that's why I got this set. This guy right sponsored here, sponsored by Tracy Novak. Tracy. Tracy Novak. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, shout out to that's Tracy. How I got this, by the way. <laughs> Uh, but we got karaoke tonight, and that's part of McShin. Isn't that nice? You know, it's it's nice. I mean, yeah, it's Eric not always Todd sitting in a group talking up, about know? our feelings. Sometimes it's just like you know, honest, good, fun, and recovery. Like, did you guys have as? I mean, it needs to be diversified. It has to be. I mean, like nobody can just do you know NAA groups all day. I mean, like, and that's what, that's powerful about McShin is like they diversify. You know, uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to do a service project with my house this weekend, and we're going to reward ourselves with a beach trip. I mean, how awesome is that? You What's know? the project? Uh, we're going to do a flower uh, bed in front of our house, so that future people are moving <laughs> to the house. That's so nice. Isn't that so special, guys? Oh my god. Anyways, um, it is. Uh, it's that yeah. service work that it, it that. Is. You know, I think planting something, especially like a tree, is one of the coolest things because you're putting something out there into the universe that you won't even get to experience. You're like giving oxygen to people and your grandkids, even though that like you won't experience it. It's that ultimate pay it forward. Mm. So um, I guess the last question I wanted to ask, shout out to Nathan Mitchell. This is usually his his last question. Um, Sure. What did you have something to say, Courtney? Yeah, I just want to say shout out to Chauncey. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Chauncey? <laughs> uh, what's Nathan's last question? Nathan likes to ask uh, Brandon, "What are you grateful for today?" Ooh, I like this question. Ooh. Ooh. I'm grateful for you, Alex. Aww. Oh, really? Yeah, he's an integral part, and <laughs> like even even me like going home might actually be like beneficial for this. So, um, and you keep me accountable. So it's cool. I like to I like to kick his ass in ping pong too. So, oh, <laughs> shots fired. You were gonna make me, me happy. You're gonna make me say on air that when we played seven games last, I won five. It of was them. like four to three, you know. And we played six. And it was four to two. So I got to come back a little bit. But, we're taking. But bets. I I was the momentum was building. I won the last two games, two and zero oh from the last whatever call. So I'm, I'm grateful <laughs> for you good. too, buddy. Thanks. I'm grateful. 
Courtney, what are you grateful for? Man, I'm grateful for so much today. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for McShin, all the mm. people in my life here, that, and all the people that are from back home that you know that still keep in touch with me. I'm grateful that Chauncey says, "Hey." I'm grateful for Chauncey, <laughs> the best sponsor ever. Uh, hey. <laughs> this is good. Can we do this next week? <laughs> this is fun. Uh, this is the intermission. We're about to go on for another hour. All right. <laughs> Todd, what are you yeah. grateful for, buddy? Um, grateful for the opportunity to, you know, be able to do these every day because this has been a vital part. And just in the COVID era right now, like these have been pretty instrumental to help get messages of hope out to those guys. You know, and you know, I'll see in the comments, like you know, like I may feel like at certain points, like certain shows are going sideways, and I'm like, oh my god, and then I'll see something that's actually benefiting somebody, and it just it. You know, it, it shows me sometimes my thought process is not <laughs> the only way. So, yeah. like, it just keeps me balanced. It is, so it's always, a, it's always, I'm always on my toes over here. <laughs> and um, and I just, I don't know, I'm just really grateful. Like, we're really, like, we really made a lot of good progress with this, with this whole project mm -hmm. at the beginning. You know, because I didn't know more than I expected. I, I didn't know how the hell it was going to go. I didn't know if it was going to go. You know, and, and and really, it's it's been it's been vital. So it's been vital, and it's vital in my own recovery every day. Well, we thank you, know? you too. So, yes, thank but, you, thank you. Yeah, awesome. Well, I'm grateful for uh, Brandon, Courtney, for being here. I really appreciate you guys and being on time. Todd, you're crushing it. You were on time. I, I did not expect it. I did not I expect it. I'm not even going to lie. crazy about time. I will never not be on time. Oh, punctuality. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm exactly the same way, Courtney. My mom made a point. My mom, it was on Terry time growing up. So I made it a point that like Brandon time is going to be on time. You know right. what I'm saying? Oh, wow. I, I used to be late for everything. So now I make sure that I'm on time or early for everything. Oh, very nice. Yes. Yeah. When I was in high school, we did school superlatives and i won most likely to show up late because i was late every single day of senior year wow yeah that's just who i am i beat to my own drum whatever um i danced to my own drum beat i don't know wow <laughs> but um so yeah i'm grateful for the podcast i'm grateful to my friends and my family especially like every time i do one of these people are like hey i watched that thing i'm like what <laughs> like that's pretty cool yeah. that that people are just kind of like randomly you know getting in and enjoying it and um you know getting on like courtney just walked up to me yesterday and was like hey can i be on the podcast and i was amped it's so excited super amped right and then also make sure you plug tonight too oh so. yeah we've got you know i think we've got uh jeff proctor jason Childry, and terry terry duffy on tonight at nine o'clock, <laughs> oh uh, getting the herd after that. hours. So that that'll be a little, um, you know, this is a live show. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I think that we might go to eleven tonight. Nice. So um, definitely tune backup. into that and uh, vote for us on the Richmond Times Dispatch website for the best of twenty twenty podcast Absolutely. series. Um, you can vote now daily until July sixteenth. Best of podcast nineteenth. Yeah. So you got that extra Richmond. three days. Um, Thanks again, guys, for coming on. It's um, been a pleasure. Really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. For Todd, always crushing it. Thank you, buddy. And, um, you know, enough. have a great rest of your day, everyone.